Thank you for tuning in once again to yet another edition of Talk So Real. We're keeping these things moving here. And like I said, what I like to do with the this series is talk to my friends, my people in this business, in this music, in this art and culture here in this world. And today we're bringing it back to Austin with one of my favorite MCs out here for some years now, for sure. Chiquita B. What's up? What's up, man? Thank you for having me, man. Long time no see. I know these damn pandemics and shit. <laughs> okay, it's fucking everything. Good. Getting in the getting in the way. You were one of my last interviews, actually. I think when we did the Instagram live things before uh-huh. I quit it all, before I quit all the social media. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. You were in a car. I was. I remember because I was a. Uh, I was at my mom's surprise birthday party. That's right. Crazy. Uh huh. And then it all went down. Yep. Man. Yeah. Crazy times. But here we are in 2022, still standing. Yep. And you've got a new single coming out right about now called The Comeback. Yes. That is is it a is it a personal comeback or is it just a general comeback from, from these last couple of years? Or what is this? The latter. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Everybody. For sure. Good, good, good. We had to. What did you do to keep busy throughout all that? Man, everything. Um, you know, even back then when you talked to me and we um, did the interview over the phone, I was, uh, you know, jump-starting my cooking business. Oh, man. Kita's Kitchen, and, you know, I'm still doing it. Nice. And then, um, you know, of course, uh, music. I mean, I wasn't really focusing on my music, but, you know, I was doing features like crazy. Still yep. doing them. But, um, uh, you know, and I'm just now starting back with performing and stuff, you know, so I was, you know, kind of mm-hmm. in a mix of a little bit of everything. Were you recording yourself at no, home? No. No. Uh, RJ? Okay, yeah, 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 great. Yep. Yeah, what a hell of a time. Now, in this uh, new single, though, you really sound like you're about to snatch something back. Snatch it off. Snatch your souls. Man. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about it, because I, uh, I, I hear some of your frustrations in there. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. of the, the shit that goes on out there. And even, you know, we were, we were locked away for a while. Yeah. And uh, they, still, they still kept coming. They I didn't, mean. They didn't leave. I mean, I, I think, I think you know, I kind of touch base on a little bit of everything in the song. You'll be able to see that, you know, once it drops on Monday, you know, midnight. But, you know, to be honest with you, get straight to the point. It's really just, it's exactly what the title say, the comeback. Like, really just comeback swinging, mm-hmm. you know, as I should. And, um, you know, me just rightfully saying so, like, really, like. Bitches can't fuck with me. Niggas either. <laughs> well, I love that. And, and that's a good transition to what I want to say is um, you always called yourself your favorite femcy. Uh-huh. And I uh, I don't like the term female MC in a yeah. sense because you're an MC. It is what it is. And, Period, yeah. and if you're talking on a, on an Austin level, an Austin scale, I mean, you're, I mean, you're one of the, you're a great MC, but I mean, here you're one of the best. Like I've seen you perform many times and I love when I heard the snippet of the comeback that like you never, um, twisted into like this, the new rap world or whatever. You always stayed the key to be and you came hard <laughs> lyrical right? and your flow has always been like very direct. And that's what attracted me to rap music in the first place when I was right. young, like the very directness of the message of what they were saying exactly to you. Even if it's a party song or a fun song, it's like. The real voice, the real right direct sound, and definitely appreciate that. When uh, what inspired you to to start rapping? Um, to be honest with you, I always was like you know um, into writing. So um, I was a poet first before anything, and then uh, 
I used to just kind of like, uh, <laughs> I used to make up songs, you know, sometimes, but like, I really didn't have no beat. I would just like <laughs> mm-hmm. write shit down. And so like, you know, as I got older and I started hanging around certain people that were already like musically inclined, like they were already recording mm-hmm. and et cetera, you know, they were like, you know, you probably should put some of them lyrics, you know, to a beat, like, you know. So I just kind of took heed to that and just went from there with it. And, like, you know, as time went by, I just started taking myself serious. Like, so I've always loved music. I just never really was actively into recording music. hmm So. Are you from here originally? Yeah. Yeah, born and I raised was, in Austin? I was born in Dallas, but I was born raised Dallas, down right? here in Austin. Okay. Yep. Was there a- seven two three. No, in the two, three, of course. Yeah. <laughs> was there a cool poetry scene back in those days? Were you involved? Uh, well, you know what? I'm pretty sure it was, but I wasn't really like actively going to like poetry slams. Like I kind of got into it as I got into my senior year of high school. Cause I started doing like poetry classes and stuff that they were offering up there at the school and, you know, like, uh, putting my writing in like the poetry books and stuff at the school. But anything detaching from that, like I never really just was actively like, on the scene down here mm-hmm. and then even like as an adult i still just like never just i don't know outside of me just actually liking to write i just never really just you know involved myself into the poetry scene or the music scene until like years later okay when uh when you were first starting in like the rap community here when you were first getting into it what have you seen changed in these years because i feel like in the last 10 years, there's been a huge change in Austin, not just as a whole, as a whole for sure, but in that music community. I mean, cause I, I'll say this, you're young, you're a lot younger than me, <laughs> but there wasn't a hip hop show every week, you know, not that long ago, right? 10, 15 years ago, whatever. <clears throat> now. This is true. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Austin is kind of trying to like catch up to like, the wave, even though it's like been there, you know, other cities like it's like, you know, the stigma always was for the longest that like Austin doesn't support the hip hop scene and especially on the radio and, da, 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 and all this other stuff. And I just feel like now um, I feel like Austin is trying to catch up to that wave, mm-hmm. you know, like how Dallas and Houston supports their artists. And I feel like, you know, now that people like me have access to venues and, you know, things and then people have access to having their own shows and stuff on 88.7 and it's that the third where they can, you know, promote our scene, mm-hmm. the hip hop scene. You know, I feel like, you know, because more people that actually care about it are involved now. It's a whole lot different. Mm-hmm. Back then we were like fighting for scraps, which we still are, but you know, it's, 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 it's progressing. Well, I mean, KZI is really exciting right now to me for 88.7, which yeah. you just mentioned. Like that's one thing. First of all, I've listened to KZI since I first came here in the early 90s. It was always something, you know, that I, I checked for, especially before internet and stuff. You'd pull into a city and you'd find the station. Right. And it always was kind of weird to me that the commercial urban radio here has been kind of spotty. Like, we talk, Rick and I, and I, and I think Babu and I even talked about the Hot 93 days, uh-huh. which was crazy. And it was, all, it was kind of big city-ish. But a lot of that, I think what Austin did lack was that commercial radio presence. But it always had, like, you could turn on. KZI on Friday night or Saturday night, you could hear Austin rap. You know, you could hear local stuff, but you'd have to know when to listen. Right, exactly. I was going to say, you know, it was only going to be at a certain time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you could just pull right into the city and hear somebody, you know, 
local, like how you can when you, you know, again, go to Waco mm. or Houston or Dallas. Waco. Like, <laughs> yeah. Waco's getting us. Waco, even Waco showed me love before Austin Radio did. I kid really? you not. Yep. Yeah, uh, and don't, man, don't ask me because I really cannot remember which radio station it was, which I'm pretty sure it's not that many locally, but uh, I was up there with some other people I knew they were doing music as well, and uh, they was like, you got a song? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, here it go. They like, is it clean? I'm like, nah, they like, okay, cool. We're going to clean it up for you real quick. They did it, whatever. They played it, and then, you know, they shouted me out, gave them gave my social media and stuff, and I'm like, dang, I can't. I can't pay nobody to do that in Austin. Man. <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. Like, you know, I'm like, Austin got to do better. But well, that's wild because just the other day I was listening to KZI in the car and they said their song or the number one song today again is Prescription from Waco mm-hmm. featuring hmm, uh, Charlie Boy was on the song. Mm-hmm. But that was at like 2.30 in the afternoon. DJ Slice played it. Mm. But that was he played a Waco artist, and then you hear Austin stuff on there now, and Hella Yellow's on there now, mm-hmm. which is good. It's exciting to see uh, the changes. And then for me, I'm old school, so I turn it on on a Saturday and I hear all the old school jams, and and I do like that. Right. But we do need uh, local media to, especially the radio, and especially those sort of things, and the podcast, and you know, start focusing on what's going on here. Right. And we got, you know, there's the breaks. There's all kinds of shows out there right. that people Shout are doing, you know. Yep. Things are happening. It's going in the right direction. And, I mean, the Austin Chronicle has put multiple people on the covers. Like, things have yeah. changed a lot, in my opinion. Yeah. I think, I mean, I feel like I still I still need, like, my own cover. But it's, it's cool. I mean, it comes when it comes, when it's supposed <laughs> to come, you know. This is true. This is true. Yeah. <clears throat> it takes time. But you're definitely uh, in line for that, I think. The uh, Who produced this new single? Oh, it is a uh, producer that I actually found online. Uh, he goes by uh, Black Surfer. Black Surfer? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. That's crazy to me, too. And I think it's like talking about how things have changed or whatever. Like, when I was coming up, everybody was passing around beat cassettes. <laughs> you couldn't just get a producer's beats if you didn't know the producer. Right. In some way, or you weren't introduced. Yeah. Not nowadays. Nah, there's beats going Internet? all over the planet. Everything's accessible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even even if your song take off, and just like how I got off the internet, I'm telling the producer take it down. Hey, liable to keep it up. Somebody else buying my beat. Mm. <laughs> no, that's a lot. So I mean, that's the risk you take though when you buying it from people that you don't know. Like, but... where's he from? Uh, <laughs> don't give me the line. No, okay, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to use the Google later. Right. Yeah. Um. It's funny because on one of my beats that I bought offline, uh, for my Lovers Lane project, I bought I bought it offline, and then when I bought it, you know, like you know, they give you like the little contract thing, you know, whatever, tell you what your rights are with the beat and the and the little information they had on there about the producer. It said they was from Austin, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, at least I bought it from somebody from the city. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> like unbeknownst to me, I'm like, oh, that's crazy, you know. What odds? <laughs> yeah, during all that time when you couldn't really collaborate, right? It's a godsend, right? Were you releasing music throughout that? I got off social media. I'm behind on a lot of things. I did in the yeah. beginning. I mm-hmm. had released uh, again. Like it's crazy because that same year, uh, February 2020, I uh, like right before they started shutting everything down, I had Kinky Curly Coily Fest. Yep. 
And then literally, like, the next day I left, I went to Ruidos on New Mexico for, like, a week, you know, like a vacation or whatever and shit. I'm up there in the mountains. I can barely get a signal. I'm looking at my phone. world's going crazy. <laughs> they wow. shutting everything down. Wow. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And so uh, uh, right before that, I had dropped uh, Lover's Lane right before I did Kinky Curly Curly Fest. And so I went ahead and shot the video to pull up. And that was like the last video of mine that I did all the way up until probably like that following year when I did in my bag. Mm -hmm. Just because like motherfuckers was on like makeup artists was like, I ain't booking nobody. Mm -hmm. Hairstylists was like, people losing their licenses because people are getting their hair done and posting pictures and saying who did it and now I lost my license. And I was like, that shit crazy. So people was like scared to even give you a service. So I was like, I'm gonna just chill on shit and just do features, make money another way. Yeah, exactly. That's dope. So, yeah, that was crazy. Not getting a haircut. Right. Man. Motherfuckers had to, like, literally sneak to their barber's house at night. <laughs> Mine came over here, and she's like, and I was talking to her. She's like, yeah, you're the only person that is right. me to this. I was like, all right, here's a little extra. Thanks. Right, right. But that was that was crazy. But And then does it seem to you like, it almost doesn't seem, I know it was real. We went through it. Right. But it almost doesn't seem real at this moment, man. Okay. When you look back at tw- that year and then we had that buffer year that was like 2020 part two. Right. But <laughs> we're in Texas, so we still got to <laughs> got to get right. out more than a lot of places. But like, whew, it's looking back right now and then thinking, I'm about to go to the Austin Reggae Festival. About to go into a big I'm field with a bunch of people. You're going tomorrow? Uh-huh. Oh, dope. And it's like to think about that, like yeah. walking back into the festival world yeah i mean i felt like that during south by yeah I was that was like, surreal it was surreal walking around those streets seeing people <laughs> hugging people <Right. laughs> hey i'm like wait a minute <laughs> the switch has flipped hey, we're here still a panoramic going on <laughs> nah it's nuclear nuclear war now it's all good right <laughs> Everything's See, there's this fuck the pandemic everybody's just like <laughs> yeah you might blow up pretty soon so get fucked to covid <laughs> <laughs> just kiss your loved ones <laughs> yeah please and you weren't even able to do that for a while that right. uh that was crazy grandparents sitting on the other side of the windows watching their grandkids be born and yeah it's just weird but it's crazy because i had I had some family stuff and i was staying with my mother for a bit in 2020 uh-huh. um when her husband died and <clears throat> when that happened that was July of 2020 when Texas was like the hot spot for COVID. Like it was right. a mess. And like 10 of us all showed up at her little house that day. We're all mm-hmm. hugging and we're all there like, Hey, and we all were okay. It was fine. Okay. But um, I was like, yeah, we basically just broke every, got on a plane and broke every rule <laughs> right. humanly possible. And that was July, 2020. It was, it was weird uh-huh. to think of it. And it was the craziest thing. And my mom would, would talk to me about it and she had that, you know, like see the news and uh-huh. make some comment. And I'm like, yeah, you just, you broke the worst rule. <laughs> <laughs> right. You just broke the worst rules. And we came from Texas. Right. But thank God everybody was okay. And it worked out, but it was, a, uh, it's surreal to think about yeah. at this time. Ooh, and my first moment, I was at the Donnie Houston podcast and talking to him. So I wasn't looking at my phone at all uh-huh. for like two hours. And uh, that was when they made the announcement that South by was shutting down in 2020. Uh-huh. And I pulled up, I, the interview ended, I looked at my phone, it was just tech, 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 tech. so many texts. Yep. And uh, man, my heart just 
fell into my stomach. Yeah, I know. Because I had my, you know, people tell me they're going to have to cancel. Oh, it's going to, there's no way they can do this. And I was like, they are the last people they're about to cancel their event. They're doing this shit. Right. That's what I said. <laughs> that's what I kept telling people because yeah. I know me, like, like me, many other artists were official South by artists. They hear, and they like, they, uh, they cancel South by, they cancel South by. This is my first time being an official artist. I'm like, be calm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like they're not going to cancel this shit for real like they're definitely going to have it like come on now we're talking about South by Mm -hmm. no they canceled that shit and I was like okay they're going to reschedule it there's no way they're going to actually cancel cancel it they're they're back at the drawing board Mm -hmm. no that shit was gone for years (laughs) yeah two years and if you remember in March 2020 that's when they were saying things like Oh, if we just slow it down, we cannot get this out of here in two weeks. We're gonna make it all, yeah. Right. In two oh. weeks turned into fucking three years and shit. Man. I was like, what the oh. fuck? This yeah. is crazy. So we just wanted to bring those feelings back to you, the listener. Make sure you can uh, don't forget. Just get that feeling in your chest again of right. <laughs> waking up in the morning, being scared to touch your doorknob, things okay. like this. Scared you know. to go to the grocery store. That was the one thing I crazy did. Crazy ass lines outside yeah. H-E-B and shit. Everybody in fucking glad bags. Man. <laughs> no, and not, how's it feel now to go in with no mask and other nobody's masked and you're like. I wear mine. Yeah? I okay, wear mine. Fuck that. I we wear, wear I mean, depending on, I don't wear it everywhere but in a crowded place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know sometimes like at the gas station up the street from my house, it's rarely ever people in there when I go in there. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the morning time and everybody in there getting tacos and shit. But I go in there just to grab some switches and some gas, and it don't need be nobody in line. I just pay for my shit, walk out. Mm-hmm. But like, if I see people, I go, "Oh, fuck that!" and I put my mask. Well, what happens? Like, what happens to me now is like when it was, you know, pandemic, pandemic. I had like six masks in the car, right. one in my pocket from earlier in the day. There'd be <laughs> oh, there'd always be a mask. Now I'm like, shit. <laughs> I don't. I didn't bring it, but uh, things are. It's it's surreal. Speaking of masks, man, I just. Man, being a woman, you go somewhere, you put on a mask, now you got makeup all on the inside of it. Mm-hmm. And then you got fucking mask line all in your damn makeup on your face. The N95s gave me pimples. Oh, no. Because well, it's hot. You know? Right. And then you put, they have, they're the ones that really grip your face. Your tan lines. So you and just shit. have that line. Yeah. And <laughs> forget this. I'll stay home. Yes, it's bullshit. Yeah, it was crazy. Over it. But speaking of festivals, this year was pretty magnificent south by southwest wise like i had a great time out there i couldn't believe um like i feel like if i owned the festival i might i don't know how it'd feel because it you know it was not as huge huge as it's been in years past but for me right. as a consumer as a human being walking out there trying to hear some music and see some groups it was amazing right it was like real chill for it to be non-existent for the past couple of years yeah. I, I feel like Turned out it wasn't too, too bad. No, it was nice. And I saw your showcase at Stubbs. You guys, like, packed Stubbs. Yeah, yeah. It was all Austin? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The Dawa showcase. It was... Uh, Riders Against the Storm. Well, they put it on. But yeah. it was uh, B, uh, t- uh, Tabika Jones, uh, uh, Magna Carta, and um, I forget her name. I feel so bad. Uh, Malat. Malat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty dope. I mean, I felt, I was like, damn, I'm different as fuck as far as compared to everybody else that's on the line. <laughs> nah, it's cool. I mean, like, 
Stubbs is the place where all the big names come, man. That's right. the spot. And y'all had right. a great crowd in there. It was really energetic. They were hype. Yeah. And that's the thing I love about, like, South by Crowds. It's not just people from Austin. Mm-hmm. It's people from everywhere. And so, you know, when you get in front of new people, they're usually more accepting versus, like, whole room full of rappers from Austin <laughs> that's waiting to go on later after you yeah, stand in the crowd. I can't. Looking like dead fish. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> That happens in every city. Yeah. It definitely does. But uh, it is nice to get that that energy from, from all around. And I mean, yeah. that's the thing, though. I'm, you mentioned it earlier and uh, about, especially back in the day, people really complained about hip-hop or not getting, and you know, black music in general, not getting its spot here in Austin. Right. And I'd love to see what Riders and Jackie and Jackie Benson and all of them did to really bring attention to it. And I think yeah. the tides are turning. But I also feel like, there has been a lot of complaining in this city when I complain about other things in Austin, but you can, when you talk about like, there's no place to perform, there's nothing there. There's so much shit going on here that other cities don't have. Mm-hmm. Bigger cities might have a lot of things, but it's not like this city is like a playground. If yeah. you're making music, you're going to find your swing set. Right. Whatever You're going to find it. It's there. Right. You know, it's like, it's crazy here. How much is going on? And I think um, people have, like, lost the art of, like, socializing. You're not going to really find all of your opportunities by sitting behind your, like, cell phone screen and, like, waiting on shit to, like, fall in your lap. Sometimes you got to go to these shows and, you know, shake hands and kiss babies. Yeah, no. <laughs> so um, I, I, I used to do a lot of that, you know. I just pop out. And motherfuckers be like, oh, hey, nice to finally meet you in person type shit. And I'll fuck around and get booked for a show or so just because they see me. You know, like, you just got to pop out every now and then. No, you really have to. It's important. And I, um, with everything that happened and getting off social media, I learned that, like, I've never been out of touch. I've always known what's going on as far as, like, I could tell you the, the concert listings. <laughs> like, I always knew it was coming around. And when I got off there, it's like, oof. It was the weirdest feeling. Yeah. Somebody would, you know, I'd hear about something the next day or whatever, and that was never me. But I'm getting back into it, and I'm seeing, like, it's it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Tell me about your festival, too, though, because I've always seen, you know, it's a hair and music festival, fashion, hair, music. Tell me, <laughs> tell me how, how this came together and right what it is. Okay, so basically I've seen other hair festivals, uh, like we mentioned earlier, like Afro Punk Fest, where they have people out there doing hair, you know, at the event, and then they have live performances, et cetera. Uh, I kind of wanted to recreate that and, you know, implement that down here in the city because I feel like we really don't have a lot of that. And so, um, of course, I wanted to have the live music aspect because I'm an artist myself, so I like, like entertainment. And then I also wanted to have the educational part of it where I have the hairstylists out here styling here on site. They're answering questions. They're selling their natural hair products, you know, products that are specifically made for us. And so, you know, um, yeah, I wanted the whole black hair experience with the entertainment, you know, so it's, it's opportunities for, um, entrepreneurs and black businesses to be able to reach a crowd that is specifically for them, including the artists, including, you know, um, 
as far as the uh you know the showgoers being able to go all to one place to be able to get things that they need the experience and the products etc and so you know i know a lot of people left my event having like a permanent new hairstylist after that mm. or like somebody that they go to specifically now for their skin regimen products etc and like i'm like that's a beautiful thing yeah they didn't even know about these people at first and that they had businesses down here in austin or in the austin area and i even had people come away from houston and stuff i had festival goers coming from freaking arkansas they was telling really? me yeah and i was like really i'm like you lying they like no nah, i promise you i drove i've been driving since this morning and i was like wow wow <laughs> i'm like i hope everything is what you expected because that's, that's a long way to drive and so like you know it, it just it made me realize you know when you do stuff you gotta you gotta really put your heart into it and make sure that you're doing it for a good reason because people are really looking for these types of things to experience you know so i, I make sure everything i do is genuine and that i get other people that are genuinely doing this too and not just trying to sell their hair products or sell their skin products like i really want people that's like really really passionate about doing things that pertain to us and so you know this has been a beautiful process um i'm still growing i'm still learning how to put everything together because it is not as easy as it seems and i know you know that man and people don't know that and so like oh not really having a team is oh it's been mm. difficult like you know but you know worth you know worth the risk it's just I mean, what was the inspiration behind it? Like bringing all these people together, like from around Austin in the region, like was that you just saw the need and felt like you need to act on it? Or was this just a dream that, that you came up with? It's the latter. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, a lot of people complain about things, you know, about things being here in the city or the lack thereof, and they don't do anything about it. I saw something and I wanted to fill that void. I felt like um, other major cities have things like this, especially like Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And so um, I wanted to be able to provide that black experience down here in Austin. I've always wanted to go to Afro Punk Fest. I've always wanted to go. But since I didn't, I said, create my own version. You know, so Kiki Curly Curly Fest, boom, there it is. Um, you know, and, and, and I want to be able to provide that plus some. So... The whole experience. You working on one for this year? I am. Yeah. I am. I am. It might not be when I project it to be, but it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. As long as it happens annually, that's that's what matters to me. Exactly. So well, I assume a lot of those people are still around. It's the same people you're but it the city's doubled. Oh yeah. In size right. So there's probably even bigger market and bigger yep. pool to you know, pond to pull from. Yeah, and then uh, now, uh, Black Hair Experience, that was their first time being down here in Austin. Uh, uh, another, uh, you know, uh, event like my own, but uh, I'm just like, you know, now, you know, it's not just me doing it. It's, it's you know, it's something that'll be happening year-round down here through different entities, and I just, I, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of, you know, that part of, the experience in Austin as far as black hair. So mm -hmm. where was that held? Um, you know what? I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't go. Mm. I saw a lot of people posting pictures and stuff, but it's, I think, I think it's more like an exhibit type of okay. experience. I yep. think, uh, instead of like 
a show and things of that sort. But I saw they were like hiring for uh, you know people uh, to to work there. You know they were providing jobs and stuff. That's something else that's important. Mm-hmm. I would like to be able to do that as well. That's why funding is so important. And so, but yeah, I'm just like you know I'm I'm growing, and I, I'm gonna get there. I'm taking notes. I mean, you've been there. You've done it. it is, yeah. It's great. Thank you. Know. you. No, I love to see that because, I mean, I've seen you coming up for some time now as far as, like, I, it was actually Rogers Against the Storm. Chaka and, and Key uh, told me about you. Yeah. For uh, Weird City. Weird City. Okay. Exactly. Uh-huh. Because, you know, to be honest, I hate to say, if you don't, you know, we can talk about this if you want to. And this is male dominated sport or whatever it is the way and i'm sorry but the way they act a lot of them man it's like it's i've seen enough i hate to say female mcs women in the game get passed by so many times yeah so many times and and at at the and then while the biggest names are the women (laughs) the women are Mm. passing them by hard yeah. But then you see on these little local levels and these scenes, like, it's just ridiculous. On a small scale and a big scale. Mm-hmm. If you paying attention, the ladies are running it right now. Running it. And they're good, too. They're actually rapping. Yeah. Like they, you. <laughs> they rapping their ass off. Yep. And I'm loving it. So That's what I'm saying. We tear down those those barriers and those those labels. It's like, you're an MC. Yeah. You know, I don't... <laughs> um, that weird city, we had Jean Grey on there. She's I just say Femsy because favorites. I know motherfuckers hate that shit. Let yep. me tell you something. Uh, not that it probably will resonate with other people, but like you just said, it's a male-dominated game. I feel like it could be a lot of whack-ass dudes out here, and nobody is worried about that, but let it be one whack-ass female rapper, and they like, oh, that's why I don't listen to you. <laughs> you know, there is it's like so many rules for us, you know, like, oh, y'all, y'all rap about is this and that, but then you listen to a hundred of y'all songs and y'all motherfuckers sound alike too. Exactly. And so every time I kill some shit, it hurt a motherfucker a little bit worse just because I'm a woman. It's mm-hmm. like, ah, it sting a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was I wanted to talk to you because I saw you had the single coming out, and I was like, all right, this is a good time to talk to her. But then I'm conscious of the fact that my first, I mean, five, it's not that many, but uh-huh. we're all dudes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't just be up at number 20 and whatever, and I haven't talked to anybody. You know, just right. a bunch of my boys coming in here. Like, <laughs> you know, we want to we mix it up. Right. And uh, it But just, I just, I, I remember I was like, what, 19, 20? I don't know. But it was a while back, and we was at Parrish. Well, what used to be Parish, mm-hmm. and they were doing like a, a rap battles and shit. And I, I, don't, I don't battle rap, mm-hmm. but I was there to support one of the homies because they was doing beat battles too. Mm-hmm. And so the person that was hosting it, they seen me. They like, hey y'all, we got your kid be in the crowd. Y'all make her get up here and spit some to make her battle. So I said, no, 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 chill, 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 chill. I'm here to support. <laughs> don't do that. They like, yeah, y'all, come on, come on. They like, yeah, go on up to go. I'm like, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I get up there. Lo and behold, I get through the first two rounds, right? So-called rounds. Anyway, man, I just get up there and say anything. These fools was not ready to come in there and actually really battle somebody. They really, really knew how to battle up. Mm-hmm. I said, motherfucker, I'm really freestyling. 
y'all spend rent shit. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. So I get to the next dude. <clears throat> this motherfucker got so mad. Like, mind you, none of the dudes was mad at each other when they was losing. They was going through their little rounds, and then it would get to me. And every time they would lose, to me, they would be ready to fight. Mm. I'm talking about I didn't have none of that energy for them dudes, <laughs> but had all of that <laughs> energy for me. Little old me. I was like, ooh, you mad, huh? Man. <laughs> and so long story short, to 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 like get to the point of that is that I'ma put it in their face. And I and I'ma remind them every time, motherfucker, yeah, I'm a FMC. And I, you know, I could be your favorite female rapper or your favorite rapper, period. However you want to put it, I'm your favorite, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I don't really get too caught up on the gender shit, but I feel like because other people are so, I don't know, hung up on that shit. I just, you know, I make it a point to make motherfuckers, you know, remind them like shit. Every time you think about that shit, just remember, yeah. Yo bitch favorite rapper is, is is a woman or yo nigga favorite rapper is a woman <laughs> and they be thinking that it's only men that's good and shit. And you know, shit, I just I just put it in their face. That's why I just say your favorite MC. I said it in the beginning and I just kinda stuck to it and just stood on it and so like, you know. No, it works, it's all good, but I wanna make sure everybody knows you are one of the best. For sure, out here. Yeah, period. In general, I I get it. I definitely agree. With and that. I used to hate those written battles. Oh my god! I did not like that. I mean, I'm happy for them. They had their community, and they had a real scene happening for right. me. It was cool. I'm happy for all of them, but for me personally, I couldn't sit through a lot of those, yeah. the written battles. But I'm also old. Yeah, I don't know. People tried to argue with me on the internet and say that's considered a freestyle too. It's just a written freestyle. I said, okay. I mean, a lot of people feel that way. Look at how many mixtapes came out. It was like freestyle. Like that is not. That's a song, right? I was like, okay, <laughs> you have a hook like, on that song, and all right, just because you're rapping over someone else's beat, they right? Call it a freestyle, right? I said, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, everybody's got Whatever. their own thing, right? <laughs> but there's rules to this shit. Sorry, y'all, youngins. Okay, <laughs> that's how I For feel. Real. <laughs> It is what it is. It is, man. And and obviously there's not rules in a lot of this shit. But uh, I'm so glad that uh, you're still coming with it. Is this part of a whole project? Are you working on yes. another album? Yes. For this year, you think? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I'm actually, uh, I'm working, about to start working on another video. Uh, this year is really just all about focusing on, you know, I mean, which I always focus on quality over quantity, but. You know, also consistency. Yeah, your videos are no joke. I don't, I don't want to know the uh, hair and makeup budget in those things. Man. You, you go in. <laughs> your videos are always thank you, like thorough, like real videos. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, shit. That's that's a part of it. Uh, I always say like this music shit. It's almost like the stripper life. It's about selling a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about selling a, you know, it's not more so faking it until you make it because shit, you know, every time I step out, I'm going to be on that. But at the end of the day, like on some everyday shit, man, look, I ain't got on no makeup. Hair <laughs> mm-hmm. pulled back, titty shoes. I don't give a fuck. But when you see me and it's time for me to step out, look that part, I'm going to do that. And so that's something I take serious on top of like, Again, quality, like, I'm too far into this shit to go backwards. 
And I think a lot of people, they have a lot of content, but it don't always be quality content. And so I just, I kind of try to focus on that. Like, fuck it. I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well go all out. You know? For real. For sure. And it's uh, it's time. to come back. Yeah. Everybody's coming back. That. Thankfully. <laughs> you know, thankfully. It looks by fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That panoramic had everybody in the chokehold. <laughs> no, it was nuts. The pandemonium. Pandemonium. <laughs> it was the pandemic. All these different words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the hell they did to us. Okay. Y'all done took my crazy ass out here. Got this goddamn vaccine. Did you get it? I don't, to be honest with you, on that subject, uh-huh. I'm never going to tell anybody. <laughs> okay, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> no, I don't mind. No, we can talk about it. Because uh-uh. uh, I've thought people were crazy to jump into like the Walmart parking lot day mm-hmm. one and go get all this shit done and all this. But there's also lots of people who didn't have a choice, you yeah. know, who they're about to lose their job. Yeah. People did lose their job. And so above and beyond, whether you got vaxxed or not, or anybody got vaxxed or not, I think that the way it went down was ridiculous. And forcing something like that onto somebody. I have, knock on this wooden table, I've been around. I did a lot of shit in the last couple years. You know, like I said, with a lot of family responsibility, different things, I couldn't just sit in the house. You know, we had things going, and I haven't had it. I don't know. My mother's mother's triple vaxxed, and... uh, her friend came over, they talked, they both tested positive like weeks ago, Damn. but they weren't really sick. Uh-huh. But, they all right now though? But she didn't, this, this is some weeks ago, but the, my, my aunt basically came over and uh, she didn't feel good on a Saturday and now everybody takes a test when they have a sniffle uh-huh. and uh, she was like, oh, I'm positive. And then my mother tested positive, but neither of them were really sick. So yeah. all this stuff is so, I don't know, man, like. First of all, I don't, um, I don't believe in censorship. You know, what do you think? How do you feel? You can tell me about what? No, not just you in per- in general. I'm saying in general, oh, oh, not just okay. you. But yeah. people getting banned off platforms, talking about this stuff, questioning yeah. it, and that's where I stand on it. So my opinion is like, well, you know what? I don't know any of your other medical status, Chiquita B. Right. You know what I mean? Like, did you get the diphtheria vaccine? I don't even know what the fuck that See is. See what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. I don't know. You know, I'm just, I don't even know if there is a diphtheria vaccine. That might have been from like the 1920s or something. I don't know. But uh, I don't, I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? That shit trips me out. And like, we went from all this other stuff. Can't get in without this. Can't do that. Right. People are getting in fights on airplanes. I'm like, yo. And now we- it's like, Bye. <laughs> We was over here in Mexico in uh, Cabo, and they was like, in order for you to get back you had 24 test. hours before, yeah, you got to take that test. You got to come back negative. Man, I go in there, motherfucker smiling at me and shit. I'm like, man, quit playing with me. What's my result? Yeah. <laughs> I put that timer on my phone. Bitch, it's been 15 minutes. What is my result? Yeah, I know. Well, you did quit that. Playing. I went to Mexico, too. Yeah. And that's the worst feeling. Like, well, actually, for me, you know, I wanted I had to get back for the kids and all this stuff, but mm-hmm. I was like, "Can I just be positive and not go back?" 
<laughs> I mean, I might need you know a good two, three weeks of quarantine down here. I'm thinking. I'm sick of that. Nah, see, look, uh, uh-uh. uh, yep. depending on where your ass is staying, at, they might put you the fuck well, out. Yeah, exactly. You'll yeah, yeah, be yeah, out yeah. of there. No, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh, I got time for that. Man, I, speaking of your feeling when that happened, my daughters. Um, one weekend, my youngest was out in a car with a friend, uh-huh. and the, on a Friday. Same deal the next day. The friend didn't feel good. She got tested and was positive. Uh-huh. And uh, when she called to say this, it was, this is, this, you don't need to know all this. But so she called to say this. My daughters are like, oh, shit, man, freaking out. And I'm like, well, we'll go as soon as, we, you know, because you couldn't just walk into a test at that point. We didn't have home tests and all this. I'm like, well, right. as soon as I can get you in, we'll go and we'll get you a test. It's fine. So say it was Saturday. We went like Monday to CVS. Uh-huh. Got them in there. They did the test, and I think it, that might have been an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. But the next day, I'm telling you this for a reason. The next day, CVS calls my youngest. Is this Elena? Is this your birthday? You're negative, thanks. And that was it. Mm-hmm. The next phone calls to Ava, my oldest. Man, they were like, okay, can you confirm your birthday? Can you tell me this? Can you tell me that? This and that. Da, da, da. I'm standing right next to her where she's like, uh, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. oh, you're negative. We're sitting, I was like, oh, shit, what's about to happen? Right. Man, none of it made any sense. Right. Oh, it's you're so scared the shit out of her thinking I was they scared. about to tell her that she COVID. Yeah. Shit's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. And then now it's, you know, it's more things to separate us, more things to argue about, more things to distract us. And it is what it is. Here we are. They today. do the same thing to you when they make you wait a week when you go get tested for STDs. They be like, um. Uh, yeah. You're negative. You're fine. So yeah, I just want to tell you that. All right, man. Have a good day. You like, bitch. Man, when <laughs> Why I was, you hurry up and fucking tell me that. <laughs> I think when I was a teenager, like when I was like seventeen, eighteen, it was uh-huh. like two weeks for like you take an HIV test because back then that you said was, it was how long? It was like two weeks. I remember oh, freak me like, what no. the hell is this? <laughs> And they're like, or I think maybe you got a letter was the thing. Oh man, and yeah, they like we. Yeah, and the thing would come in the mail, and you're like, uh, great, I'm fine, wonderful, thanks. About to lose it in these last two weeks. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Hell no, call me, tell me. Exactly. (laughs) Tell me. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it's been crazy, man, and uh, and now you still got people who are like. They're still arguing the argument where I'm like, you know what? How about let's let's actually move on. Keep yourself safe. Yeah. You've been sick before. You're sick again. Yeah. Be careful. Mm. You know what you're supposed to do. One thing that came out of the pandemic for me, though, is I've always, like, been a fairly clean person. Yeah. I do. I, I wash my hands way too. Probably too much. Right. I'm constantly like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, it's the do? fact that they had to tell grown ass people, wash yeah. your hands. Man, well, the thing that trips me out about that is this was not just in America. This was the entire world. You went to Mexico. You saw it there, like the same exact yeah. signs everywhere uh-huh. you went, every store. How much money did the, the sticker manufacturers make? Right. How much money did the people who made the shit that you had to put Sanitizer on the floor to say? Fam. No, every player in the world had six feet or two meters distance stickers on the floor. Every place had this, that. Like, where did that come from? How, where did oh right then I, the, motherfuckers went online bought up all the sanitizer and was overpriced it like selling the fuck out of it <laughs> price gouging hand sanitizer yeah that was crazy then it was in Mexico they was like uh you want some uh some some hand sanitizer here take a shot 
Yeah. He's like, put some tequila on your head. Well, that shit, there was, all these distilleries were making it. Uh-huh. And I had some stuff in the beginning that from some local place here that smelled, you were in the car smelling straight, like straight tequila <laughs> on right. your hands. That's crazy. Like, this is no good. That's crazy. Hands just crispy, dry as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Drunk. Exactly. Liquor going through your skin and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish it was that easy. Right. But, you know, what's up with you? Now though we went through all this, we've got live performances back. Do you have some things in the works right now? Do you have any shows coming up? Um, to be honest with you, I, uh, right now I got some stuff booked pretty far out for like June, but um, anything soon like this month or next month? No. 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 Do you handle all your stuff? You still? I do. Yep. Yep. Um, unfortunately, I do everything. Well, that's good though. That's real good. <laughs> You can trust yourself. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But I can also trust myself to be myself, and that means I'm going to do a lot of shit last minute. Yeah. So I'm the only one doing this shit. And sometimes I just don't feel like doing it outside of, like, regular life shit. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but I have to. So, you know, it gets done. No, it does. I hear you. It is a – I'm still wondering, because I want to reemerge a little bit too, but I'm also like – I don't mind giving it a little more time. See yeah. what the hell's about to happen. Yeah. You know. It's, you just down here in general? In just general. On the music I scene? mean, show-wise. Like, I'm yeah. for sure not booking a tour. Right. I'm for sure not going to book somebody in Europe or something. Not not, not uh-huh. at the, not at this, like, very moment. Right. Who knows, you know? Because it seems like every three months they just hit us with something else. Something else. Yeah, I know. Well, it's already enough to go out there and then. You hear about the tours going on now where it's like no backstage policy, no this, no that. They right. got to keep them isolated or. Right. And I don't know. It's not what I want to do. Yeah. And then be nervous and testing all the time. and Right. You know, there's bands that go out and uh, there's a punk band called the Circle Jerks, old school, that, that I like <laughs> a lot. Circle Jerks. Yeah. They were, they're from like the early 80s. And the, the singer did a, <laughs> did a, uh, he tested positive, and they were like, we're canceling the next three shows. Oh, no. We should be fine. And then it's like two weeks still. They still are canceling, canceling, canceling. Like, oh, no. what a loss. Not just yeah. culturally and musically. That's a big deal. But, like, you yeah. booked those shows. You got deposits. You got yeah. – you rented the van, more than likely a truck or, or bus right. or whatever. You know, like, you got Hotels, all these things. All of that. And uh, then the carpet gets pulled out from under you. So – it's you know it's a risk. I'd say I'm know? taking baby steps back into this. Yeah. Let's see what goes on. See what comes out of this. The reggae fest. The hippies yeah. dancing on each other. We're gonna see what happens. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be one of those hippies out there tomorrow. Man. Yeah. Julia Marley, Third World. I'm That's like, tomorrow. Damn, you know what? I, maybe I should find some shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Might find them there. Yeah. No, I'm gonna try to hit up one of the homies for sure. Damn, I don't trust a, nobody. I don't wanna, they might be dipping their shoes in acid or some shit. I don't know what the hell I'm I mean, it might be better. It might be even oh, better. Oh, no, I'm good. I don't want to <laughs> trip like that. Man, you're bringing back memories of my youth at Auditorium Show. <laughs> <laughs> at the Bob Marley Day. Okay. Back when Ooh, it was called Bob Marley Day and it was free. Right. In Houston and Austin. You come to both. It's crazy. Yeah. But this year's lineup's crazy. I'm like, that's why I'm going tomorrow. Who is it? Julian Marley in yeah. Third World. Yeah, 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 yeah. But today's Kabaka Pyramid and Anthony B. and Luton Fire. Oh, uh, okay. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. 
And Kabaka is one of my favorites. Okay, okay. I'm like, so like, I ain't never been to one of them out there. The no? events out there. Um, like, I know they say you can bring chairs. Do it be packed like that out there? Like to where you can't even just sit your shit up? Um, I couldn't tell you because back, uh, I don't know what year it was, but I went one year mm-hmm. that, I mean, there was, I remember because I went in the daytime because I really liked a local band called Grimy Styles. They played in the mm-hmm. middle of the day. So I went earlier. Mm-hmm. Man, you couldn't, it was so packed. It was insane. And then the last time I went, it was a great crowd, but not like that. It was like Itana, uh, Coco T. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. And, uh, there was a really, really nice crowd, but it wasn't nuts. Mm-hmm. But um, the year before that, they had a night with Yellow Man and Lee Scratch Perry. And traditionally, at least, if I feel like almost every year, one day gets rained out over there. And this oh, one, fuck. the Sunday night, that was the, the show I was waiting to see. I was actually in the car in the day, stopped at a gas station and looked at Twitter. And they're like, sorry, we had to close down because of the storms. And I was like... Man, Lee Scratch Perry and Yellow Do Man. Do they at least reschedule? Because they don't give your money back. No, I don't know how it works. But so I'm sitting on my couch, just kind of pissed, and say maybe six thirty or so. The gates are back open. Come down. <laughs> I was like, whatever. It's Lee Scratch Perry and Yellow Man. I'm gonna go to this. And I right. drove down there, and <clears throat> Yellow Man came on, did a couple songs, and <clears throat> the lightning came again and oh, they shut it down. Man. So I don't know. I prayed as pumping today i hope that i want everybody to come back hard man i want all, all right. these people and you know flamingo cantina and those people that's some of that that's austin institutions independent mm-hmm. for the whole life of their whole thing like i mean doing this festival it's like not a i'm sure i know they have sponsors but it's not like some overbranded craziness it's a real right. proper organic reggae festival yeah. so I, I really hope that uh it goes real well today yeah i hope so too i didn't hear anything about it yesterday i didn't either i would have um because we were contemplating getting the three-day pass. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm not going three days in a row. I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm like 90 years old. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> But uh, Saturday, <clears throat> the Saturday lineup is crazy. Sunday's good, too, though. Yeah. Yeah, I got to do like a music video first thing tomorrow. And then after that, I'm trying to hop in a car, head over there. Yep. So you're uh, the comeback video drops Monday as well. Yes, it's dropping the same day as it's song on all platforms. Mm-hmm. So who does these videos? Who did this one? Kate, uh, uh, Fresco Films. Sorry, Fresco Films. He just shot this last one, but before, um, the last one before that was Dreamlight Productions in Houston when I did in my bag with Lacria, and then mm-hmm. before that it was uh, Dan. He did the pull up mix up. Hmm. Very cool, very cool. Mm-hmm. And what else? What's next for you? Working on the festival, working on this album? Uh, yeah, both. <laughs> you, 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 no wrong answer. The latter. <laughs> <laughs> working on everything. And so, uh, but the main thing right now, uh, for sure, is um, recording music and um, putting together this festival, executing it. You know, hopefully it's done within the next couple of months. Dope, dope. And anybody you've been listening to lately? Anything we need to look out for? Um, 
did you see anything at South by that was new to you? You know what? I didn't even really get that experience. I just kind of like did my shows at Dip just because I was with other people. You know how it is when you with people and they don't have wristbands and shit. They can't get in nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you like, oh, I can't even fucking experience it like I want to go see new people. But so dumb, not really. No. No, it wasn't dope. Huh? It wasn't dope. It wasn't dope. No. No. No, <laughs> no I said no, but I didn't say Oh, no. okay. I'm like, no. <laughs> I did not appreciate that. I hate that shit. Man, I know. I, I understand that. I know how that is. You gotta, they got to go. Yeah, for real. Like, uh, you think you could catch an Uber or mm-hmm. About to go hit the shows up. No car and no wristband? <laughs> Come on, man. Well, you know, they rolled down there with me because of my show, but right, still, right. nonetheless. Yeah, exactly. Like, Trying to enjoy myself. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, why don't we, since it's gonna, we're gonna put this out after it's already out on the platforms. Why don't we play the comeback for them, and we'll come back and uh, let them know where it's all available and, and all the all that good stuff. Okay, for sure. You're tuned into Talk So Real with Matt Sanzala. My special guest today is Chiquita B, and this is her new single, The Comeback. Yep. I've been gone for a minute, now I'm back at it. Got them feeding for the keto like a crack at it. And I heard that you ain't bitches won't smoke, but ain't none of you bitches in my tax bracket. Most of these niggas say I'm overpriced, but I just think I'm over nice. And nigga, my time is overdue, cause ain't none of this shit happen overnight. I got a lot to lose, I got a lot to prove. Pay my respect and I pay my dues. So man, fuck being humble, I'ma pop my shit, cause man, look what all the hate none made me do. Look how you fake hoes made me act. You wonder why a real bitch don't fuck with you. And man, none of you hoes can't fuck with me. I've been the hardest out to tell hoes the truth. And you can't tell me I sound like nobody. All these new hoes sound like me. I've been killing this shit since 2011. Man, all these new hoes really my seeds. All these little niggas really my sons. I ain't got a cap in my rap, that's facts. Keep my name out of all y'all mouths, and I ain't got to do a homicide on my track. Listen, I got the bragging rights to say what I want and do what I want to. To keep it 100, you do what you can. I do what you can and you won't do. It's a difference to me and no bitches. They steady, they talking, and I'm finna show you. Never been in the business of playing with bitches, so coming for me what they won't do. Never needed no closure from niggas. I see you in public and I do not know you. Shoot them out like a couple of grams. I'm breaking them down, but I will not blow you. These niggas is clowns, they just wanna fuck, but eating me up like soul food. And I heard it's a couple of bitches with this songs, but they kept it in Pro Tools. Bad bitch with an attitude. Hustle me and my fit clean. I got Big titties with a pretty face, slim waist like a flat screen. I, I don't chase niggas, I replace niggas. Keep a new nigga on my team. I'm married to money, can't get nothing from me, cause me and this paper a good thing. You can't make me jealous with nothing I used to have, cause you fucking my old fleas. Plus, I got me a list full of niggas that fly me out and buy me new things. Keep a phone full of bad bitches, bank account full of dollar signs. Never needed no handout, made it out without a cosign. Already. Well, we are back and the song is dropped. The video's out there. You can find it on everything the Apple, the Spotify, the Googles, the all the streaming services. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely already a pre save link out for the track. And then um it'll definitely be on Spotify, YouTube. Uh, yeah, and Apple Music and everything else. Um, I'm not sure if it'll release on every platform on the same day, but mm-hmm. for sure Spotify. 
Hopefully it should, yeah. Yeah. What about uh, social media and things? How can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Chiquita B, same thing for Instagram, C-H-A-K-W-E-T-A-B. And then for Facebook, it's Chiquita Bonita. Chiquita Bonita, that's right. Yep. Anything else that people need to know? Nah, just go listen to my music, man. Watch my videos, run my views up. Go purchase my shit. Show me some love, man. <laughs> exactly. We are back. She's back. The comeback is out there right now. Chiquita B, thank you so much for coming down here and doing this. For sure. Great to reunite with you. It's been a minute. Already, likewise. I'll come to the next show. I'm going to come. Today. I'm going to come, for real. I have to. <laughs> you came down here, I'll go. If you can make it not downtown, that'd be cool, but I'm going to still come. I want to see you there. I don't care where it's at. All right, all right. You got to be there. I'll be there. I will be there. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much for coming down, and uh, keep me up on everything, please. For sure. Till right. next time. For sure.